This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! The morning skate episode 92. Ked and Hal are here. It is Monday night, not Sunday. Hal got banged up. He got after it this weekend. Uh, he went to the Bruins game. Hal, how you living, dude? <laughs> I hate literally like all three of those sentences that you just uh, just gave to me. Okay. I'm all right. I am tired. It's the Monday after St. Patrick's Day weekend. We didn't record Sunday. Hand up. That's on me. I called out. No, It wasn't a no-call, no-show, though. I, I pretty much put my foot in the ground, which I know Ked appreciates because sometimes I'll just block his number, turn my phone off for like Appreciate 10 hours. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you're growing yeah i'm back we'll get into the game at a certain point because it was a great game uh yeah dude I, we got to start off with what the people want and i don't know if people actually want this but i love feeding it to them the carter hutton oh we're gonna down. go we're gonna go right into it before we go nhl in the news this is now part of our intro now i'm okay with it so what do you got all right so carter hutton picked up a big w against the uh st louis blues last night i believe so this is where we're at, guys. The people's goalie, Carter Hutton, has 17 wins on the season with 10 games remaining. I have a source in Buffalo that says that Linus Olmark has been sucking farts, playing like shit. And by source, I mean just a random Twitter fan. Appreciate you guys following it along. It looks like Carter Hutton's got, got the keys to the castle in these last 10 games. He needs three to get to the 20 mark. And in these five games, or in, in these t- ten games, they play five teams. They play Ottawa twice, Detroit twice, and New Jersey once. So I'm hoping he at least gets two out of those five. It's it's coming down to the wire. Let me tell you, when I t- first took this bet, I thought for sure, like, oh, this is easy. This has turned into a thing. And it, it's, I don't know, I'm about it. I'm nervous. I feel like you should be nervous as well. I feel like the nervousness should be equal. And uh, we'll see if Carter Hutton can pull it out. I keep tweeting at him. He hasn't done anything yet. But I think he knows that, you know, I think he's a people's goalie. And, and if he ends up getting 20 wins, we may have to come out with a T-shirt. Um, my, I talked myself out of this, into it, and then out of it again. So I'm just going to break this down for you. That's how right. I see it and why I am confident. Okay. My first thought was, okay, it's the Buffalo Sabres, Jack Eichel, Reinhardt, Dolan. They know how to lose. They're good at this. If anyone knows tanking, it's the Buffalo Sabres, right? Like, they have experience. They have a core that's done it before. They know how to lose nine of the last ten games. Easy. No questions asked. So that that's where I was all pumped up. Read the schedule you put out there. Two in Ottawa, two against Detroit, one against the Devils. That's tough because at the end of the day, I might be more curious – about those games and any of the playoff matchups that are happening because those are two teams trying to lose. Yep. That's like, that's like a really hard chess match to play. Um, Can I give you a little bit of added confidence here? The Ottawa yeah. Senators just beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, so, I mean, they're looking pretty good too. And, so, and I know what you said, so I'm going to kind of tie these things back together. That guy on Twitter said, Olmark's sucking farts in net. The reason I'm confident that the Sabres are going to lose these games is, like I said, they are experienced. And while they are playing bad teams, if the Sabres are the Sabres I know and love, they're going to start Olmark the majority of the game so they can lose as many. 
Oh, that's not what I want to hear. I just ah. play the goal goalie. That's the number one way to tank. Like as soon as he finds his way out of it, be like, all right, Carter, like go back in there, like go win a couple. Yo, it's funny that you said that because ever since the Rangers sold at the deadline, Alexander Georgiev has been playing pretty much every single game. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder why. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Um, it's really some drama, man. Yeah, well, honestly, like when we first made this bet, I didn't never ever thought it was gonna be like this. It this is. Because the Rangers suck, this is probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me hockey-wise all year. The only two questions I have is, one, I still don't know how much money we bet. I, th- I, I You know what, man? I even went back and looked at Cove Bar Podcast today, see if I could pull the audio, and I can't find it. So I'll, I'll try to like keep doing it. I know it's at the very, very beginning of the year, though, which is sick. Like I feel like this is something that we would have done in December. No, this was like an October thing. Number two? Yeah, I think it was the first podcast. Number two... Um, Fucked. I already forgot number two. We took too long on number one. <laughs> that, that, that's how she goes sometimes. So, uh, we'll we'll figure out the Carter Hutton saga. We'll we'll see how it goes. Buffalo Buffalo fans just know oh, that I'm behind. I you. know. I don't even know the thing. Did I? Is it that he has to win twenty or more than twenty? I think. 20? I think it's twenty because I said he was a good goalie. He'll win twenty, and you're like he's not going to win twenty. Okay, I just wanted to double check so I didn't give myself false. But here's the thing: I'm not entirely 100 percent positive on that. So if he gets twenty, is it a wash? You said that as confidently as I think it. I, if it's 20, you win. Okay. All right, I'll take that. It's going to come down to the last fucking game of the year, and they're going to start Olmark. Yeah. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here praying he gets hurt, which isn't a good look for me. Can't wait. That's where we're at. Okay, so now we're going to hop into NHL on the news, play the music rush. All right, NHL in the news. It wouldn't be the morning skate if we didn't start NHL in the news with the Federal League drama. Uh, FHL, if you guys have never heard of this league, it's pretty much a glorified beer league where you can hit and, and fight, right? Pretty much. Yeah, just meatheads. And, and like, they're, they're still pretty good. Like, they're not, I mean, it's a professional league, but it's not anywhere near the East Coast or whatever. But if you're a casual hockey player that's, like, played club hockey or, like, high school hockey, like, more than likely a majority of these guys are better than you, I would think. Right. Right. Yeah. No, a lot of them played like D3. There's probably even some guys that were like ECHL, like veterans for a while that are like ending their career. Basically, like if you play juniors or college hockey uh, and you want to make 500 bucks a week riding a bus around playing in front of nobody, it's the league for you. Okay. So this is what happened. Elmira was playing. I, fuck. I don't have the other team. Elmira was playing this one team. This one team didn't have enough people to play. So their head coach played. As a player on their team, he scored a goal, and there was a lot of drama behind the goal. If it was like a high stick, or if it was kicked in, or some shit like that. And this is what I got. Long story short, the fans in Elmira bench went ballistic, and when the officials came off at the end of the first period, Enforcer's owner Robbie Nichols spotted in a bright green jacket, allegedly two hands shoved one of the officials in the chest as he stepped off the ice, forcing the ref to come back on the ice. The official eventually got off the ice when Nichols then chased him back onto the ice from the tunnel in the arena, where the officials then made a phone call and then they decided to end the game. After this happened, the uh, the head ref of the Federal Hockey League pulls all the other refs, because that's such a hard-o ref thing to do when it's hard, you quit. And so now the Federal Hockey League, like going into playoffs, didn't have refs. Came out today that Robbie Nichols was fined $25,000 which, I mean, if you're playing in the Federal Hockey League, you're probably getting paid, what, like $60 a week? So well, I feel he like... isn't. Right. I mean, he's an owner. I mean, that's a lot of money for his organization. Yeah, that's not like an NHL team being fined twenty five grand. Like, this guy could have to, like, declare bankruptcy. <laughs> right? Um, but the funny fuck... There's two funny things about this, is the video came out, and you see the refs coming off the ice and him starting the entire thing. Like, he... He pushes this guy. He's not letting the refs get off the ice. All this shit. They interview the guy. And he goes, I don't know. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. The refs started it. Like, pretty much put all the blame on the refs. When when you watch the video, it was 1,000% him who started it. 
and this is where it gets interesting. The number two interesting thing about this, Robbie Nichols, he's an Adirondack Red Wing legend. Plays right back into the Glens Falls Civic Center. So, Hal, what do you have on this? This is exactly what I thought would be happening in the Fed right now. Yeah. I don't think there's the most obvious uh, storyline or sentence I've ever read was in that little clip you read. It goes, Enforcer's owner Robbie Nichols spotted in a bright green jacket allegedly two-hand shoved one of the officials in the chest. No duh. Like, read that <laughs> sentence to yourself. He owns a team. He named the Enforcers. He's in a bright green jacket, and he's in the Zamboni doorway. Mm-hmm. What do you think's going to happen? Who let him down there? Like, do you think his security was like, hey, Mr. Nichols, not again. He's like, let me buy or you're fired. Like, I don't, like, who's telling Robbie Nichols no in the FHL? I mean, he's a king down there. Well, here's the thing. Here's another thing. He's also a bigger dude. If I'm a ref getting off the ice and I see a big-ass dude in a bright green jacket, I'm not getting off the ice that way. Right? Like, I feel like that's as much on the ref. Like, the ref knows he's about to walk into the goddamn jungle. Okay, but here's my thing. If you – let's go back to, like, two summers ago when you were refing and you were the man. Uh, if you are calling, like, a youth hockey game, right, and there was this dad standing in the doorway – to your exit, wearing, like, like the starter <laughs> suit, like a, a jumpsuit, would you just keep skating towards them? No. Fuck no. I did, like, a 12U game one time, and there was a shot that went went on net, and it hit both posts, but I didn't see the puck cross the line, and the fans went insane to the point where this one dad was, like, jumping on the glass. He had to get kicked out of the rink. I was scared to death to even leave the rink that day. And that was at the Schenectady rink, so, like, there's really only one way out. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I'm going to get my ass kicked trying to make $50 on a Sunday. That's really fair, man. I I didn't really put myself in your shoes. That's a tough go. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think for this story, like, it's pretty clear it was his fault. Also, did you hear about how the, the guy who runs the Ref Federation, I know they all quit, but he, like, quit too. Like, he stepped down. Yeah. It's like, because he couldn't take it. Like, what moral compass does a guy who takes the job as the head ref of the FHL have the job there is basically break up fights. Like that, that's the refs they hire. You exactly. want to break up fights. exactly. They they literally signed up for this, and this isn't like the first time this has happened in the Fed. Like these re- officials get abused year in year out, and I'm sure when they come back the next year, all the owners are like, "Hey, it's not going to happen again." But it's going to happen again. Like, don't be that dumb. And also, like, yeah, you're the head official. And before anybody else quits, you quit, and you send out this long message to all the other refs being like, we stand together. Like, shut up, man. Also, two things. Yeah, keep talking, because I have to find one of the quotes that he he said in in the message. If you're the Federal Hockey League and you're, like, the commissioner, um, you got to just be like, you know what? Let's just play without refs. Like, just let the boys play. (laughs) Goalie pulls the puck out of the neck net and then you start over will be a clocker but you don't need refs in the fed i think that would be sick and two i don't know why they don't turn the fed into like a semi-pro wrestling league like give these guys nicknames let them have like gimmicks and storylines like like, this, this guy would be electric let them tour city <laughs> to city and just beat up each other and other in front of different fans can i read this email to you because it's pretty funny sure. uh the subject is urgent personal email message federal hockey league I am sure by now you have heard about the assaults on two of our officials by the owner of the Elmira Enforcers. One was pushed, and the other had his shirt ripped open. I have been with the FHL since its inaugural season and have battled with the league on multiple occasions on the safety of the officiating staff. Today was the last straw. I cannot, in good conscience, continue my role as a supervisor of officials and in the future have one of you seriously injured by a player or team administrator. I'm going to unpublish all the games until the league figures out who they want to take over, in bold, I will not be back, exclamation point. This was an absolute disgrace to watch, too. I would not be able to forgive myself if one of you were hurt under my watch, exclamation point. If you decide to stay, remember this. In quotes, in bold, big letters. An injury to one is an injury to all. Bill Haywood. We as a group need to take a stand. What a great place to start. Eugene Binda. I just, again, like Eugene. My issue with Eugene is that this was this was when you realized that the FHL treated refs poorly. Like it's been going on forever, dude. Like why all of a sudden are you making this raucous stand? Like you knew what you were signing up for. It's really funny, and like I don't condone 
I do not condone violence on refs. Like, if we, when I, whenever we see, like, videos of, like, teenage kids, like, hitting a ref, it's like, that kid's the worst. Mm-hmm. That's the worst person in the world. But once again, when you are in the FHL refing a game against the enforcers and you see the owner in the bright green jacket coming down towards you, you got to know that's what you signed up for. I completely agree. We are on the same page with this. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we'll get right into it. You went to the Bruins game, the St. Patrick's game. Uh, wow, St. Patrick's Day game against Columbus Blue Jackets. The Bruins had lost three in a row after you were bragging about how awesome they were for a little bit. I knew you were a little rattled walking in there thinking, oh, shit, I told Ked that they're really good. What's going on? And they ended up winning. Uh, how about you just take over? Tell us about the entire experience. How was it? It was good. I'm not going to tell everyone about my time. A few notes. Um, had a great amount of beers. It was a great game. Nice seats. Um, I got to recommend to everybody, if you don't do it, I think the best father-son bonding trip is to take your or go with your dad to a, a game, no matter how old. Best time in the world. Um, looking, I mean, looking at the day, I just got after it from day one, or minute one. Got after um, it, hell yeah. I know you made fun of that. I, I ran into somebody I know, and I told him I was getting after it, and I felt like the biggest loser in the world. Um, awesome day. McGregor, so the funny thing with the McGregor, and like it was so cool, is Connor McGregor, there was like a rumor earlier in the day, and I had been drinking kind of heavily, and it was like Connor McGregor uh, is going to be dropping the puck <laughs> in the NHL game, and like it didn't really hit me, and I thought it might be like fake, or like he was going to like duck out, because he's that type of celebrity. Not that he's a bad guy, just that he's a super busy, like rich guy, like they don't always make that. Yeah. So I get to the game, and I kind of forgot about it, and then I remembered, and I started getting like really jacked up, and... <laughs> And so they roll out like the carpet to center ice, and I'm like, "It's happening! Like this is the moment I'm waiting for. It. It's happening!" And all of a sudden, the PA announcer gets on, uh, whatever the speakers, and is like, "Please welcome like Bill, Brenda, Susan, and like somebody else." And it was the family of a ref who was refing like his thousandth game, and they had like flowers in their hands. And I was like, oh, my God, I just thought that <laughs> I was going to see Conor McGregor come out on the ice. But instead, I'm literally just watching a ref's thousandth game celebration. This is the worst turn of events ever. You want to talk about getting somebody de-escalated before a game? Watch a, a ref get handed a couple, like, autographed jerseys and flowers <laughs> and hug his family. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be happy about that, especially because you were like so – it was a roller coaster. God damn it, there's a lot of ref hate, so we gotta tone that down because we do we have the Patty B hotline. He is a ref, so we do have the refs backs. Regardless, he does come out, the guy's absolutely electric. Like I captivating. Does the puck drop. I know you I know you love the move where he told Char to like put Boone Jenner through the mm-hmm. uh net. That was classic. Um got the crowd riled up. As the game started, he was in the Zamboni corner just pounding on the glass, which I was like captivated by. Really cool to have him there. Marshawn scoring in overtime and then doing the McGregor celebration was like literally the perfect, perfect end to the day. Here, here's my question for you. When he scored, like, I know like when a lot of people, when I go to a hockey game, somebody scores, I immediately look to my right and left and start high-fiving people. Like, did you catch the celly? Did you see him do that? Yeah, I did right away. It was it was actually crazy. Like, I had a really good view of it. And like, we were in like a section where we were in the front of the section. So there's nobody standing in front of me all game. Just a dream come true. So I had a really good view, and when he started doing it, like I automatically made the connection. Like that's perfect. Perfect. Um, it was it, that's the best Sally I have seen in years. And I don't know, I don't know if they showed it on TV or not, but I could tell Marshan was feeling it because it was like the second period, and Pierre Luke Dubois was actually a pretty big boy and has gotten a couple of fights. He like I think he like slashed Bergeron or something, and Marshan like Marshan was just dangling his gloves. Like I could tell that Brad Marshan knew that Conor McGregor was in the building. Yeah. He was dangling his clothes. Like, he wanted it so bad. So, for him to get that celebration was cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was really cool. They interviewed Chara after the game, and Chara just said how awesome it was that Conor McGregor was there. The pregame pump-up speech, the Boston Strong thing. People said he, t- he stepped on the Bees logo. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, That's I think awesome. it's 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 it shouldn't be different, but it should be different. Like if Justin Bieber steps on the logo because he's taking a fucking selfie trying to look cool, it's way different than Conor McGregor firing up the boys. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I thought it was so cool. Like, and, and my dad hates the Bruins, and I told him all this was going on. He's like, "Yeah, it's pretty sweet." 
Sean. Is your dad a McGregor fan? Uh, I, he, I think he likes him. He likes him to a point, and then McGregor just continuously runs his mouth. My dad's like, how's this guy not been fucking murdered yet? It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. incredible. And like him being in Boston on St. Patrick's Day, like how loud was the place when he when he like walked in? Was it like insane? Yeah, and dude, the other thing too is like uh first, first intermission, I like looked over to my right and you can see where Nesson like shoots on like the bowl, like their intermission show with like Dale Arnold and Billy Jaffe. Billy Jaffe, dude. There was like so there was such a huge crowd, and it was because they were uh interviewing mcgregor but like there were so many people there including my dad i thought he had like died but he was just over there filming conor mcgregor so like i don't know man he was he was captivating it was electric like i don't think there's that many people in the world that can like get a sports game that jacked up that's fucking sick uh before we go into the next one just one last thing uh you're the only hockey fan i've ever met that doesn't own a jersey and you said that you almost purchased one so Mm. What jersey did you go with? Or is this a Hero Zero segment? No, it's all right. So I went into, I always tell myself I'm going to buy a jersey. And I always think the best times when I have some drinks in me. Mm-hmm. So I walked in to the pro shop after like the first period. And I, it was like a limited pro shop. So there was like four jerseys. Yeah. Um, who was it? It was I, like, who was it? Chara, Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak? Pasternak and McAvoy. <laughs> so, so... I grabbed a McAvoy jersey and I walked right up there. And all I could think about was him being I a Ranger. Just, I just hate Ranger fans so much that I want this jersey so he never leaves to become a New York Ranger. <laughs> That's all I was thinking about. And I put it down. And I was like, "Fuck the New York Rangers." And then she was like, "That's two hundred forty bucks." And I was like, "I don't care that much." <laughs> so. That's why I almost bought it, just because those rumors pissed me off. And even even if I was right. I, I, dude, I just can't. I can't buy jerseys. Like, I had a Jason Bay jersey. That was gross. Well, yeah, dude. It's Jason Bay, man. Out of all the Wait. fucking socks you could have picked. But he wore he wore 44 because he was from Canada, and Bobby Orr was his favorite hockey player. <laughs> I mean, I guess, man. Like, <laughs> so, like, so put- I was like, oh, this guy's nails. And then, like, he went out there, and he, like, played 38 games, pulled his groin 27 times, and hit, like, 195. Here's the thing that I have... And it may just be because you think everybody else has it. It kind of tones the jersey down. So if I was a Bruins fan, I would have a Patrice Bergeron jersey, and that would be, like, automatic for me. Just because he's just like, dude, he is he is the Bruins. You know what I mean? Yeah, but at this point, at this point, I actually thought about that, too, because that was my second choice. Are you waiting for uh, the C to be on the jersey? You either have to get it, like, without the A from, like, his early years or the C, like, I don't want to remember him as an alternate yeah. captain. Okay, that's fair. I, that that would have been my only argument there. But I think right. realistically, though, dude, that's a jersey I'll probably buy when I'm like 45 years old. Yeah, I could see that. I, I always kind of like that if you buy like a, a jersey of a guy who's not really on your team anymore, but like he meant a lot to you, kind of thing. Like yeah. mine, mine would be a Scott Mellenby or like an Esatikin in jersey. <laughs> so you can jersey. Yeah, sticking with the Finns, hell of a segue. Uh, Capo Caco breaks Alexander Barkov's U18 single goal record. And uh, now there's news that he passed Jack Hughes in some of the scout lists. I, I mean, I don't believe it. I think whoever's picking one is picking Hughes. But uh, what did you have on this? Yeah, I don't know how true it is. It was Sportsnet wrote it, and they had some. They cited some stuff. So I mean, there are definitely scouts <laughs> out there that are higher on Capo. Part of me thinks this is just like scouts have all year to like play with their boards, and they start to get kind of bored and over. Stir crazy, their- yeah. But at the same time, like you were high on this kid before. You had Capo Caco talk before I even knew who he was. Yeah. Um, I like Capo Caco. I think he's I sick, know. dude. I think I he's know. awesome. Like 95% of it comes from his name and the fact that he's Finnish. Exactly, dude. But I read some article and it was basically comparing him to Line A, and they said that he's better at Line A in everything except for shooting. So that's pretty good. I know Line A has flaws and he's not a perfect player, but right off the bat, if they're comparing him to that and he just doesn't have as good of a shot, like that's still going to be an electric player. Yeah, I mean, this may be a dumb question. I should probably Do we know what position he plays? Uh, oh, he's a winger. Okay, yeah. so I mean, I would Here's rather I would rather have a center over a winger, but that's just me. Here's the thing with Hughes, though, and it's the brother rule, man. It's the True. Strom, it's the Shens, 
install. Yeah. You get I, I get nervous. Odds odds are it's gonna they're gonna be shooting fifty percent. I know that one kid just signed with Vancouver. Is he the good one or is the center the good one? Because I don't believe they'll both be great. Okay. I mean that's when fair. was the last time when was the last time there was like a great brother duo? The Niedermeyers? Yeah, probably. Honestly. People are gonna argue the Stahl brothers, but like I was never I was never a fan of Mark Stahl. Eric Stahl was sick. Like when he first joined the league. When Eric Stahl was like a superstar and Jordan Stahl was like a rookie, like shorthanded wizard. Oh, dude, the Sedines. The Sedines were really good for a while. Yeah. Yeah, they were. But all right. Well, we'll see what happens there. I mean, it's up in the air. Uh, Steve, Steve. Really quick, can we? Because you just said the Sedines and we're talking about young guys. Elias Peterson bothers me. Why? I don't know. He's always injured. He was just on a 10 goal, 10 game goal drought. Like, is he tough enough? He's, I know he's eighteen. Dude, he's so good. He is so good. Did you see that? Did you see that movie he had in the shootout the other day when he did the Forsberg? Can you imagine the balls you must have to fucking pull that off in an NHL game? But what I don't get, dude, because I think he's kind of comparable to him. Yeah, he's insane. Is like you never see Johnny Gaudreau or Patrick Kane getting hit like he does. Yeah. Like how, how? Why is he getting hit like that? I mean, dude, he's also a rookie. You know I what guess. I mean? Like, there's definitely a learning curve when it comes to that shit. Someone, some Kevin Bieksa needs to take him into the gym. <laughs> yeah, get some, get some weight on him. Uh, Steve Stamkos was just interviewed not too long ago. He was pissed, not really pissed off, but they asked him about the playoff format, and he said, "I mean, what we've seen the last couple of years, it's kind of hard because all the all the top teams pretty much have to play each other in the first or second round instead of the East, or Eastern or Western Conference final." So we're just going to kind of talk about this. What do you have on this? In my opinion, I always like the one eight two seven three six four five, just because it's easier to figure out who the fuck is in it. And I don't think a team should be punished because they're in a better division, but have like, you know what I mean? Like you, you could realistically not make the playoffs and because of a team in the other division, I think that's kind of fucked. I don't know if it's yeah. happened yet, but like that could happen. I get that argument. I get that side of the coin more than the other side, which is the you have to you might have to play like really good teams uh, to get out. Like I'm 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 cool with having to get out of your division to have a chance at the Stanley Cup. Like I think that's kind of an all right feature. Maybe maybe I'm biased, although I feel like most fans would be biased in the opposite way of me. But as a Bruins fan, like. I love playing Toronto and I love playing Tampa Bay. And like, because we keep playing each other year after year, they hate each other more and more. And I, I like it more and more. Like it, it brings a different excitement for me than like, sometimes like, it's like sweet. We just got like the Florida Panthers in the first round, but at the same time, it's like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, I like, I feel like the rivalry thing is too forced. I like when rivalries just fucking come up out of nowhere uh, to but me, it does, like, but it does in a sense if you're playing each other in the playoffs every year. I know you, you're saying you don't have to force it, and like if it happens over the regular season, that's great. But like, I feel like historically, they come up because of the playoffs. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I like the like I said the one eight two seven because I don't know. I would much rather watch a, a Eastern or Western Conference final with the two teams that should fucking be there. If that makes sense. Because, I mean, if you think about it, by the time you get there, like, if a team gives you a hard series and shit, I know you're going to say you have to win the games to fucking get there anyway, which is true. But, like, I don't know. I just... I would rather have the other one. I understand what they're talking about. I mean, you battle throughout the entire course of the year to try to get a better seed for the playoffs. But, like, you don't. But if you play that team in a different round, you were going to lose anyway. Well, I mean... I mean, what make your team sicker. I mean, what's the point of even fucking really battling in the regular season? Why not just try to make the playoffs and coast? Because you can't try to make the playoffs and coast. You have to battle. I mean, that's what Sidney Crosby's doing. And it looks like the – I don't know if the Penguins are going to make it. But, I mean, that, that's been said that pe- the Penguins are – like Crosby kind of turns it off during the regular season and then he turns it back Yeah, but here. not every team is Sidney Crosby. I know. They're like the only team that can do that. I, I don't know. So you, you would rather have it the way it is now compared to what it was? No, I just think – I, I am honestly indifferent to the two sides. I just don't get why this like people were complaining about one eight, like a, a minority were complaining about the one eight. So we switched it to this, and now people are complaining about this, and then we'll switch it back to that, and then people are going to complain about that, 
and then we're gonna have some new thing. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. I guess I do. I guess I do. Damn it. Okay. Um, Chris Kreider was recently fined five thousand dollars for one of the dumbest hits I've ever seen in an NHL hockey game. He goes in to finish a check on Pedersen. He misses, and for some reason, he just takes his right arm and throws a fucking elbow right to this kid's face. Dumbest fucking thing. And then, like, I just, I don't know. He got kicked out of the game. Lemieux got kicked out of the game not long after because Antoine Roussel fell into him. Uh, I feel like the Rangers keep getting boned, like, repeatedly by the refs. And I'm not really that mad about it because, you know, I would like a higher draft pick. But, I don't know. I think you can definitely see David Quinn's getting pissed off about it, too. Uh, Brennan Lemieux, we put him on here. This kid is fucking nails. Have you seen him play at all? I've only seen, like, YouTube clips. He is, every single shift, he's noticeable. He fucking grinds. He he puts pucks on net. He, he's always doing shit after the whistle. A uh, report came out not that long ago that him and uh, Tony D'Angelo dropped the gloves after practice, but not, like, actual fighting, like, teaching each other how to fight, which I thought was fucking sick. Of course those two are going to be best friends. Uh I don't know. I'm pumped. I'm I'm really excited about having Brendan Lemieux being a Ranger for a while. Ho- hopefully, they don't fucking trade him. We'll see what happens there, though. Yeah. Um. Happy for you for Lemieux, but uh, Kreider, man, I don't know. He's. Do you think he's gone next year? Like, are you still riding the Kreider gravy train? I've like, never ridden the Kreider gravy train. That's, that's not true. Dude. I feel like we've had this as Chris Kreider's year talks before on this. We may have. I said it could be his year, but more. I would say more times than not, I've said to get rid of him. He has all the physical tools to be a fucking unbelievable hockey player, and he's like a very, very smart human being off the ice. But when it comes to hockey IQ, at least in my opinion, he is so fucking dumb, and it's it's like. I don't know if it was years playing with Rick Nash where you just take the puck and skate it to the corner, but that's literally all he fucking does. Like, this guy should be a presence every single shift, and he's just not. So, yeah, yeah. He's, he scores a ton of goals. I would have gotten rid of him at the deadline, but I I, I don't know, man. I would have thought that would have been when his uh, trade value was the highest. But Do you think with, uh, like, way back in the day, there was always the JT Miller-Chris Kreider debate? Like, if you could have one now, who would you have kept? Chris Kreider. I would still have okay. Kreider over JT Miller. JT, okay. JT Miller, he like grinds, but to me he's a little bit too slow, and I think JT Miller thinks he's way better than what he actually is. That's the vibe I get from him. That's fair. I mean, it's you have the Kreider-Miller debate, and then you always had the Callahan-Dubinsky debate too, which was always going on. I, would, I was always a big Doobie guy. but <laughs> No, you love Callahan. Come on, but you did love Doobie's the best, although Doobie wears a shield now. I couldn't believe it. He got he got an eye injury. Do you, you remember oh. that? Like not that long ago. Yeah. So um, I'm glad you put this one on here because I didn't like I knew about it, but I didn't really think about it. It's kind of a cool thing to talk. Is Jacob Voracek cool? Uh, it wasn't that long ago. Was it Elias? Lin- it's not Elias Lindholm, is it? Who's like the Swede that they yeah. have? Yeah. Sure. No, something like Is it Hampus? I don't know. One of his teams is fucking hanging out with somebody else on the other team in, like, a tied game. Voracek goes, aren't you on my fucking team? Like, all right, cool. Um, he gets suspended for his hit on Johnny Boychuk, and he mocks the NHL via Twitter. Uh, he challenges it. It's upheld. He comes back the next game. He scores a goal. I always kind of thought Jacob Voracek was pretty cool, dude. He's just like that power forward that you don't really see that often anymore. He can do it all. He's kind of like a poor man's Evgeny Malkin. Like, would you agree with that? Like, I would still love him on my team, but, like, they kind of play a similar style. They're just, like, bulls with the puck. Like, good luck trying to take it from them. And he's got the red hair, so he reminds me of Tormund from Game of Thrones. So, like, I'm a big Jacob Voracek guy. Yeah, it's it's uh, Oscar Lindblom. Oscar Lindblom. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Thank you. So, we, we are definitely off on that. But, yeah, man, he's a really good player. Um, I just never think much of him. Like, for some reason, whenever, like, we talk about like stars or like kind of he's not like a star he's like that second tier star never comes to mind but you're right i mean he's put up points every forever. year every um, year and his best friend's Derek dorsett that's weird yeah Derek dorsett was in his wedding okay i don't know if he's as cool as we think he is Derek dorsett's kind of cool dude. do you think that makes him cooler i think Derek so Dorsett? i think Derek dorsett's kind of a wild card and if you're hanging out with Derek dorsett like i feel like you're kind of nails that's true. I guess I guess if you separate Derek Dorsett, the player, from Derek Dorsett off the ice, he's not too bad. Yeah, I would give you that. Um, and then last thing on the NHL in the news, I don't know much about this, but a four-year-old sang the national anthem. Do you have anything on this? Oh, was this the kid that took like three years to fucking finish it? Nah, well, yeah. I. It was a cool moment. I just thought like I saw it going viral, 
and I was like, ooh, like four-year-old sings the national anthem at like a Hershey Bears game. Yeah. Who are the most pretentious AHL fans? Like people think the Hershey Bears are just the greatest organization. <laughs> I, I can't stand the Hershey Bears. Anyway, the kid's saying like a three-minute like me, like he was a kid. He just sounded like a kid. Like he knew the words, which is impressive, but I thought he was going to be like a good singer. Oh, okay, so when you saw that, you're like, this kid's going to knock it out of the park, and then it was just yeah. like, yeah, okay. I thought it was going to be like one of those America's Got Talent videos where he was like the next sensation, but it was just some kid saying, yeah, it happens. Good little PR 101. Um, now we are going to move into our Twitter questions brought to you by Company 39. Company 39 is creating digital hockey camps with some of the best players on the planet, giving amateur players, coaches, and parents the ability to learn directly from the best. If you're a young hockey player, you need this. You get to see what a player like Joe Pavelski had to go through to get to where he is. If you're a men's league bender like me, you'll love it. If you're a hockey parent or coach looking to motivate your players, this is for you. You get an ebook with mindset tools from the athlete, and you get in-depth on-ice drills that you don't normally see, but you know that the pros use. I'm excited to say that we have a promo code to share with you guys. Go to company39.com, that's K-O-M-P-A-N-Y-3-9.com, and use the promo code MORNINGSKATE to save 20% off. While you're there, check the testimonials and see names like Charlie McAvoy and Anders Lee giving them their full endorsement. It's no joke, so head on over to company39.com, stop wondering, and start learning from the best. All right, Twitter questions. First one, we have three of them. First one by Airs Oceans. Shouldn't Avs fans be hoping for a playoff miss at this point? A playoff appearance is nice, but so are two lottery picks. It's a good question. Um, I think if I'm the Avs, I'd rather make the playoffs, dude, because it, it looks like you're going to have a top three pick with Ottawa's pick, right? Like, Yeah, I guess. The, the, one thing, the one thing for me, and I would probably be on your side and be like, screw it, make the playoffs, like gain some experience. You already have a top five pick. Is that Gabriel Landeskog went down, and like I tried, I tried to visualize it a bunch of times. I know it's only four to six weeks, but like I can't see the Avalanche like winning a playoff series without Gabriel Landeskog. Yeah, that's a good call. Like that's- I think, I think if it was like a, a more deep team, like if it's like the Lightning or like well, yeah, the Jets. You know what I mean? If they lose a star player, it's like okay. But like when the Avalanche lose Landeskog, who's like not only a star player but their leader, I think that's. Too tough for a team like that. You make a good point there. I I think, I think you're right. I just kind of thought of it like, would I rather have a like a number two pick and a number eleven pick, or have like a number two pick and a number eighteen pick and play in the playoffs? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Because yeah, you're right. Because realistically, they'll probably lose in the first round, but at least you get a series out of it. Yeah, and I I don't think there's. I mean, stranger things have happened, but the chances of fucking Avalanche getting two lottery picks. Could you imagine if the fucking Avs get two lottery picks? Yeah, they're they're approaching obnoxious territory. Yeah, big time. Um, Justin wants to know: Does Patrick Line have to improve in order for the Jets to make some noise in the playoffs? Uh, I think it's a good question. I uh, I think I don't know if he has to improve for the Jets to make some noise in the playoffs, but he definitely has to improve for them to win a cup. If that makes sense. I think they're good enough to kind of get to the Western Conference Finals with him just doing his thing, but for them to like really, really set the tone and shit, I think he needs to be on. Yeah, and I and I think realistically, Winnipeg Jet fans want to win the cup. Like yeah. this is a team that they think could do it. So I guess he, I guess really the answer to me is yes. Kind of basically what you just highlighted, like Patrick Line is art is a great player and like he's had kind of an off year and I do think he needs to find that. Like the Jets have offensive firepower. They have a good D. They have a good goalie. The one thing, though, is, like, if you're playing against, like, Calgary or Nashville, like, they can put up – they can pop five on you quick. Like, and in games like that, you need Patrick Line to be there for you, like, scoring goals. Like, you need your best players to score. Yo, you just mentioned the Flames. Like, they just – I think they're the first – no, the Lightning had to have clinched playoffs. But uh, they they clinched playoffs. Is this, like, the weirdest – like, I just don't see them going on a run. Yeah, specifically, I, I get what you're saying. specifically because of their goaltending, right? Like Richard Riddich or whatever his name and is, and Mike Smith. Like, is that really who you want to go to war with? Right. I mean, like that's kind of scary. I mean, maybe he gets hot. You've seen bad goalies do it before. Steve yeah, Mason, dude. Not they, was they, it Steve Mason? Who was like the guy in the Lightning? Was that Steve Mason? No. Fuck. This is gonna piss me off. Keep going. 
Dwayne Rollison? Dwayne Rollison, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's like 45 years old. Yeah. Dude, they have some good pieces. Like, Mark Giordano's a really good defenseman. Brody Hamnick Hannafin. Even Michael Stone blocks shots. Like, I like their decor. They don't have much of a goalie, but they have some big guys who can clear out the puck. I don't know. Have you played the Flames lately? Like, Rasmus Anderson kind of annoyed he's, me. Dude, he's sweet. I like him a lot. When there was talks that Kevin Hayes may have went to the Flames, I was really hoping that they got him in return, but... So, I mean, they have those pieces, dude, and they have offensive firepower, but you're right. Like, at and, the end of the day... No, and that's another thing. Their offensive firepower. They have Johnny Gaudreau, right? And they have Kachuk. Yeah. Who, who else? They, John Monaghan? Is he... Like maybe I just don't watch enough West Coast to, like, really be like, oh, this guy's sweet. Because, like, I, if you if you give me the Predators and the Winnipeg Jets, like, I know a majority of their forwards, and I know how fucking good they are. Dude, listen to their top four forwards. Like, this, like, I know they're not the biggest names, but... Listen to their stats. So Johnny Gaudreau, 72 games, 91 points. Elias Lindholm, 72 games, 77 points. Elias Lindholm's over a point per game? Yeah, Sean Monahan, 71 games, 76 points. Matthew Kachuk, 72 games, 73 points. They have four players. Kachuk is a point per game? Jesus Christ, dude. I didn't know that. So, I mean, they have. and (laughs) And then at the end of the day, they have guys like James Neal on the third line. Like, they have, like, they have a weird team. But they, their offense, backland has been playing better. Oh, um, uh, you know who is on their roster is kind of an out for me is Michael Froelich. Yeah, I'm not a Froelich guy. I thought you were going to say Daniel Winnick, and I was going to be out quick. <laughs> yeah, no Winnick on the squad. All right. Um, and then the last question by Guy Montpetit. Are the Habs able to sneak in the playoffs? Is there some of that magic left, or is it too late and they can't compete at this point of the season? I think wasn't there just a report that came out that Andrew Shaw said that people weren't trying hard or people weren't showing up with the right mentality or some shit like that. Which, if you're gonna say that to the press in Montreal, good fucking luck. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know. I, I think they did say that. I think he did say that, and I think they struggled for a little bit. But I don't hate. I, I've said this before. I don't hate the team. They're a sneaky um, team, dude. They're a team I wouldn't really want to play in the first round. Yeah, for sure. And the, and I saw something on Twitter too. I forget what player said it. Um, but Carey Price, some of the guys on the team call him Larry because they think it fits his personality. I wouldn't want to run into Larry. Larry Price, that's a scary guy to go against on the other end. So um, that's pretty, I don't, I don't, that's funny. We've talked about it. I don't think they're a playoff team really this year, but if, if they do squeak, squeak in in an eight seed, that's not a fun series. I mean, play. that's pretty good for those guys for not making any moves. Like, Bergevin finally, I feel like, kind of figured out the whole GM oh. thing. Mark Bergevin's just up there acting like he's a genius. Like he still has made some dumb trades. The one trade that's so funny that all of a sudden people are acting like wasn't as big of a difference. It's so funny how like a year changes stuff. Is uh, what's his Subban and Weber? Like yeah. all of a sudden people are like, oh well, look at Shea Weber. It's like yeah, I never thought the issue with Shea Weber was that he wasn't a great player. Like he's healthy and he's playing really well. It's just his contract sucks. And he's old, older, yeah. older, but. Like right now, like as a Canadians fan, like there aren't too many like veteran defensemen I'd rather have leading my team. A hundred percent, a hundred, especially a young team too, right? Like you're gonna go to the rink and you're gonna fucking do what you need to do, and and that's kind of the those are the type of guys that separate. Like the Bruins have Chara, the Canadians have fucking Weber. Like you, if you have those guys that are scary individuals that are gonna battle every single night, I feel like other players kind of pick up their shit. If that makes sense. I agree with that. Um, but okay, thanks for the Twitter questions. Now we are going to move on to our Patty B Hotline. Take it away, Pat. Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, here we go, Pat. Let's see. If, let's bring the heat, buddy. Hey, Morning Skate, Patty B here. All right, question for you: What would you qualify a town as a hockey town? Like the amount of people. Players coming from a certain town or a county, or the amount of hockey teams they have for youth within a given area, plus a limited pro team in an area. All right, next question. For beer league hockey, what does it mean when a player repeatedly taps a stick many times when their opponent has the puck? Is it to throw them off or make them think they have a teammate right behind them to pass? All right, two-part question from Patty B. First part, what qualifies as a hockey town? I feel like that's just, like, who lives there. 
Like, as as weird as this sounds, it's probably not a hockey town because, like, the youth hockey and all that shit. I would consider Glens Falls a hockey town, dude. And and they're not. But, like, the people that go to that those fucking games and shit like that, the nitty-gritty, like, blue-collar, salt-of-the-earth people, to me, that's a hockey town. And then, like, you you get into Minnesota where hockey's life and you have stuff like that. But, I mean, that's I think that's a good question. What do you have on that, Hal? If you drive, here are my qualifications. It has to be cold during yep. the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it'll be a small rundown town that once showed promise. You'll drive into the town. Um, there'll be like some strip of like a Burger King and like two banks. And then like you'll drive into this old decrepit downtown. And then there'll be like this old rundown huge ass rink that has like some name like Civic Center or Coliseum when really it's just a piece of crap. Yep. And you walk in to the rink and it's old, but there's a good snack bar. You go out to the ice. It's so cold in there. It has You can tell the ice is so crisp, and they keep that place at zero degrees. And you look up, and you just see banners from, like, youth hockey, high school juniors, just from, like, the last, like, 50 years. Like, you know those ranks I'm talking about? Yeah. And those are the towns that, to me... I think you, I think you almost nailed it perfectly. The only thing I think you forgot is when you pull into the town, there's like a very, very beat up, run down sign of like all the state championships. <laughs> two, two points on that. One, my favorite sign you ever drive through is Troy, New York, when it says "Welcome to Troy, New York," like home of Uncle Sam. Home of Uncle like, Sam, you created, dude. You created a fictional character, so um, fictional that character also- that won world wars, dude. Yeah. yeah, excuse me, dude. I'm sorry for the disrespect to Uncle Sam, Jesus. but uh, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Like, we grew up in a town that had like two really nice rinks, and I think people in our town really like hockey. Like, it's a popular sport that a lot of people play, and there's like tons of youth hockey players, and there's always tournaments and stuff. But it's not a hockey town. Saratoga's not a hockey town. It, Saratoga could be a hockey town if they got the head of the Saratoga rink to stop fucking caring about figure skating. Then Saratoga probably could be a hockey town. But right now, it's not a hockey town. It's a speed skating town, dude. Let's just call it, call it shot, dude. And, like, that's like that. I don't like that. Sucks. rubs me the wrong no, way. No, it sucks. It's not a hockey town. So, that's my qualifications. What was Patty's other question? Uh, what does it mean when a player uh, repeatedly taps their stick on the ice when the opponent has the puck? These people are the fucking worst people in the entire world. <laughs> like, the, they should not be allowed to play hockey. Yeah, I think I think there's a difference between if you hit your stick on the ice once, because like if if we have the puck in the offensive zone and I'm open for like one timer, I'll fucking hit my stick on the ice once. I'm not fucking tapping on it. Like that's those people are fucking embarrassing, dude. Yeah, so so there's I agree completely. There's two types of douches that do this. There's the douches on defense who are like, oh, like I'm gonna make them like drop this puck to me because I'm gonna tap my stick. It's like, yeah, dude, I'm not stupid. Like, yeah. I know who's tapping their stick. And then there's the guy in the offensive zone just calling for pucks, like looking to snap one back door. And the best thing to do with those meatheads is to just tap your stick right back at them. Like, yeah, so it's, you're just going tap for tap? Yeah, if you ironically tap at someone who's already tapping, they know they've crossed the line. So, um, you know what, Patty? That's a good observation because people who tap their sticks suck. I wonder... Hey, if you guys listen to this podcast, let us know what you think about that because I fucking hate people that tap their sticks on the ice. Hate them. Like if if I'm if I play a ton of like open hockey and shit, and if I have the puck and somebody's like tapping their stick on the ice, guess who I'm not passing to? That kid. Exactly. Um, good question though, Pat. Those are pretty good questions for for what it's worth. Uh, and I would go I would go as far to say if you're like at one of those like pickup games where it's just like a running bench where you get on the end of the bench, you have to work your way down. Yep. If, that, if you're on the ice with that kid and he does it, you either get off quick or you stay on long so you're not playing with him next time. A hundred percent, dude. That's that's all fucking – that's strategy. Right. Position yourself. A hundred percent. If you guys have other voicemails, that those are good voicemails, Pat. Way to bring the way to bring the fire. 518-309-2595. It's 518-309-2595. Leave your message at the tone. We'll play it on the podcast. Let's let's get some more questions in here. Pat Ballantyne's been carrying all the weight for a while, and you want to know what? It took him a while to get warm, but week in week out, he's bringing bringing some heat. So, shout out to Patty. I appreciate that. He's been like Snapchat messaging me and Instagram. We're like friends now. I don't know when the fuck that happened, but Pat, I appreciate you. Thanks for supporting the boys. Now we are gonna move on to. 
our least Stepniak's Heroes and Zeros, brought to you by Laga Sports. How do you augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, and has been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy, number 21, Lee Stepniak. Heroes and Zeros time, Hal. Who wants to go first, buddy? How about you go, dude? All right, Zero of the Week, my men's league team. Uh, we were 21-8 and eight going into playoffs. We played this one team that, that we beat three times during the regular season, but we had only beaten them by like two or three goals. We fucking lost, dude. First round. Didn't see it coming. Uh, we lost 7-4. to four. They had two empty netters. A little stats for you. Ked, me, two goals, no assists. My buddy Rack, two goals, no assists. We, we scored all four of our goals. Um, and our team collectively had 28 penalty minutes, meaning that we were killing half of the game. That's not really what happened, though. We took all those penalty minutes in the third period. So we probably only had, I don't know, like three minutes of five-on-five to try to come back and win this game. It was tough. Um, We got in the locker room afterwards. Our goalie got undressed, went to the shower immediately. We're all hanging out, kind of talking about the year, and then we we hear people just start screaming. He wasn't happy about it. Uh, It was was a fun year, though. It was a good year. this isn't this isn't a part of the zero, but I, I do want to say this for the first time probably since I was I don't know fourteen or fifteen years old. I'm retiring from summer hockey. I will be playing uh, pickup every once in a while, but I'm not playing in a league this year. I'll do some tournaments, but the league thing just it kind of ran its toll on me. So a uh, little break breaking news there. I am going to join two softball leagues though. So uh, Hal. Have anything on that, bud? Any questions? You're not quitting shit, dude. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting a team together. Not I, the kid I know. You I don't have to put a team together, dude. You need to sign. No, what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna, gonna do. The games, dude. Pay your dues. Yeah, but what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna do like a skate. Like there, I skated in this one skate on Sunday in Clifton Park with uh, the Grandies, this one hockey family from Saratoga, and dude is actually a fucking sick skate, like. I was on this one team, and, like, we were all right, but the other team had, like, these three guys. They were all probably in their, like, I don't know, older 40s, lower 50s, and when you would see them, you'd be like, there's no way these guys are probably good at hockey, and they were disgusting. Like, they all played, like, junior in Canada and, like, played D3, and, like, they were fucking wheeling. Like, it it was the fastest-paced hockey I've played in a really, really long time, so I'm going to just try to jump on board and and skate with those guys because it was a blast, but if we're talking getting people to pay money and all that shit, I'm not doing that. I don't buy it. End of the year. End of the year was sixty-eight points. I don't buy it. That doesn't matter. You can't throw that stat at me, dude. You're retiring, dude. I'm scared about your retirement. Summer hockey. I'll be back for winter hockey. Don't don't get all don't get all crass right now. You're the you're the last one of our friend group still plays summer hockey consistently, dude. If you do that, I'm playing tournaments. I'm gonna play in a couple tournaments. I'm still gonna fucking play. I'm just not gonna. It just gets annoying, dude. Everybody moved away. In the last couple of years, it seems like we always have like these D3 college kids that come and they don't really pass the puck because they think they're fucking sick. And it's like, let's let's just let's just have a let's have a good summer. Let's do some fishing, dude. Let's catch some rays. Let's focus on the morning skate. And that's kind of what I'm gonna do. My zero of the week is the Las Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> uh, they filed uh, for trip to trademark the term "greatest show on ice." That's so uh-huh. stupid. Loser organizations do loser things. The greatest show on turf, the Los Angeles Rams. What happened to them? They lost the Super Bowl, moved town. So uh, I wouldn't want to put that on you, Las Vegas. You know, I love you guys, but that's such a dumb saying. Like, Las Vegas, like, and I, I hate their team, but like the way they've marketed it and like they presented it and they got Vegas to fall in love with it was really cool. They did everything the right way, mm-hmm. but get the greatest show on ice out of my face. Uh, I hate the greatest show on ice. I think that is so stupid. Like, kind of just stay in your lane. Stop trying to be cool. But, do you think Stone's going to be the captain there? I don't know. I thought Derek Anglin was going to die captain. Yeah, I don't know. I have a. I feel like if, if if they end up having Stone being their captain, dude, I think they really did do it right. With everything. With the drafting, getting people pumped up to go watch these guys play. I, what, what, who did who'd they play last night? They played Edmonton, and they were home, and I watched the first two periods. It was Dude, that place is... It would be pretty fun to play a hockey game there. 
What are the chances that you think the Golden Knights implement some type of celebration like the Hurricanes? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think anybody will do that. Because we'll then, then you're just fucking copying the dumbest shit you've ever seen in your life. They'll come up with like a new slant on it, dude. They'll do like, I don't know. You're probably right. I, I hope not. If they, if they do that, I'm out on the fucking Knights, dude. <laughs> um, here, here. My, my Hero of the Week. I've been seeing this over the last, I don't know, two months. These kids are just doing the Michigan all the time. And if you don't know what the Michigan is, it's kind of that lacrosse style thing when you're posted up behind the net and you pick the puck up and you tuck it in the top shelf. Uh, I think it's so fucking cool. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to make a promise within the next year. So a year from now, I will at least do one Michigan in a game. Yeah, dude, I would I would agree with that bet if you were playing summer hockey, but because you're not, I don't think you're gonna do it. Because okay. I don't think I don't think there's a better time to do the Michigan than like on like a Saturday or a Thursday afternoon, six o'clock. It's ninety five degrees out. You walk into the Knickerbocker Arena. The Knicks it's closed, awesome. dude. That's another thing. The Knicks closed. Pretty much the only rink we play out of is Albany now. Sad. It's really sad. Kids are kids aren't getting the full summer hockey experience now. Good luck to you with that, dude. You might do it. I know. You got to do it at, like, the worst skate ever. If I was the goalie and you did that to me, I would lose my shit. <laughs> uh, who are, it looks like you got two heroes here, so. Yeah. So, uh, two weeks ago or last week, I was riding that Lee Stepniak train. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got sent down. Two games. I think he took a penalty, like a minus one. It was good knowing you Lee Stepniak's heroes and zeros, but that's kind of why it is the Lee exactly, Stepniak Exactly, dude. Exactly. Although, could you imagine if he like became some playoff hero? In my wildest dreams, I can only hope. I know what's going to happen. Someone's going to get injured in the first round. He's going to get called up on emergency basis. Yeah. Uh, my hero of the week. This is just a simple one. So I always hate fans at games who sit behind me and I can hear everything they're saying and they're idiots. Yeah. I've never like looked back once, but there's a guy who like. I agreed with pretty much everything he said, and he said it under his breath, like it wasn't very loud. And I was like, you know what, like this guy's, this guy's what he's talking about. Yeah, and like, and like, I respect it. And so I didn't look back once. And then at the end of the game, um, I was look, I, I was walking away, and and I forgot like my North Face jacket with like my wallet in it, like my keys, like everything but my phone, and I I left it there. And I hear that voice, and he goes, "Hey, buddy." And I turn around, dude, and it's this big guy. He's got this huge-ass beard, just like total Massachusetts. And he's like, you forgot your jacket. I was like, oh, man, like, I'm sorry I'm drunk. He's like, he, he's like, me too, pal. And he gave me the biggest handshake. And he goes, go Bees. I was like, go Bees. So shout-out to that guy for, one, being the most tolerable fan I've ever sat next to, and then backing up. How great of a guy he was with his actions. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool how like you had this guy pegged for being like a like somebody you drink a beer with, and then you forget your shit, and then then he does that, and you're like, "Fuck, man!" I was right. I fu- I fucking love you, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I should have taken his name down. I should have been like, "It's nice to meet you, man." You should have given bro. him a fucking morning skate sticker. Is what you should have done. Hero of the week, that fucking guy. All right, uh, those were our heroes and zeros. Last segment coming in hot, three stars. Whoa. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week. Here we go. Uh, Conor McGregor dropped the ceremonial puck drop on the St. Patrick's Day game, Bruins-Columbus. We talked about that a little bit earlier. So what we want to do is what three people you would like to see do the ceremonial puck drop. You want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. So, my third star is going to be DMX. I feel like he's been hot in the streets lately. He was in some, like, Kanye West video or something. Okay. Regardless, DMX, like, coming out there with that energy. I was trying to think of people who could match Conor McGregor's, like, I might punch you in the face energy, like, live right in front of you, and DMX would be top five. I don't know how well it translates to on the ice, but, like, if I was on an NHL team and DMX came into the <laughs> locker room, it was giving me a pump-up speech, like, I, I would be ready to go. So that's my third. Up in here was always a song that we would listen to on the way to summer hockey games. It would always be like us. And I remember the first time it was ever played, it was Fever Boy Rex's older brother played it. And I remember we were all like in, what did they have, the forerunner? And he just turns around and he goes, yeah, listen to this shit. 
and then just turned it up and it was like it had been out for like a really long time but it was that was a cool moment i mean dmx that's a solid one uh my third star zach boychuk uh this guy he unfollowed everybody guess what he's following people again he's back uh he'd be my third star just because i think if he went out there and the announcer didn't announce who he was nobody would have any idea who the fuck this guy is yeah no for sure also i was thinking about it i wrote down to remind myself thank god that i did mm-hmm. um zach boychuk there is there a an ex-hurricane that's kicking himself more for not being around for those celebrations that would have been his dream oh the twitter videos he could have made with that like, I mean, he missed his shot. You know what I mean? Like, that's got to eat him up inside. I think the only way the Carolina Hurricanes can get back in my good graces is if they did a post-game celebration where they mocked Zach Boychuk and, like, followed and unfollowed people. I don't know how they would do that, but that that would – I'd be on board. Maybe send him an email. Maybe. Who's your second star? Uh, the Jersey Shore crew doing Devils versus Islanders. Yeah. Uh, I – Big game down at the Peru. I don't even know if it is the Prudential anymore, but that's I what I like is. to pretend it is. I think it is. So just having them come down there, I think they would get the crowd pumped up too. Maybe some antics, maybe some shots. Maybe maybe Ronnie wants to punch someone. Maybe he gets upset on the way out. So Jersey Shore crew, my number two pick. Sammy Sweetheart, the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet, dude. I'd, I'd be sick, especially Devils, Islanders. Like, I would rather have it. I understand why you wanted the Prudential Center, but I almost would rather have it in Long Island, like at the Coliseum, and have those guys like tailgating outside, just hacking camel crushes and and fucking drinking four locos and shit like that. Like that could be something I I would go to it. Are you gonna tune into their new show? Yeah, what is it's like? It's like a oh, it's like the Flavor Flav show, but with Vinny and Pauly D. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. I mean, why one and I? What's uh, what's your two? My second star, Dale Earnhardt, the Intimidator. There's never been a human on this planet who's had a better mustache than this guy. Uh, rest in peace. I'll always remember that day, the day he won Daytona 500, and the day that he passed away, and the Daytona 500. You're laughing, but like I watched both of those on TV. Uh, I think, like, I'm just trying to think what rank he would do it at. Like, I would think either, either he would do it in Dallas. Or maybe he would do it in Vegas. Can you imagine if he did it in Vegas? Like, that'd be kind of oh, sick. That would be sick. <clears throat> I did want to say just, no disrespect Dale Earnhardt. I wasn't trying to laugh at him. I was just laughing at your overall love. Because sometimes I don't think you say it enough how much you love Dale Earnhardt. Um, yeah, the funny thing about <laughs> him is, like, I'm sure that Dale Jr.'s definitely dropped pucks at games. And I'm sure no one cared. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It was kind of hard, man, because Dale Earnhardt was the intimidator, right? Like, he was the guy, he would run you off the fucking road and then spit in your face afterwards. And then his kid comes up with frosted tips, and he's driving and he's winning some races. It was just like, are you sure that you're the intimidator's kid? Like, you're kind of a pretty boy. Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. dropped the puck at a Blue Jackets game once. Yeah, well, they didn't make the NHL in the news. <laughs> who's your uh, Who's your first star? It's you, dude. Me? Yeah. I would love nothing more than to get you to drop the puck at, like, an AHL or ECHL game and get you, like, 20 beers deep and just let you rip. I bet I can, mess- I bet I can message the Thunder in range that for next year. Why not for this year? Why is it too late? Because it's playoffs. I don't want to be a distraction, dude. All right. No, distra- no distractions at playoff time. Uh, thanks, man. I feel like... <sighs> I mean, I got on the ice for the teddy bear toss. That's kind of cool. That's not the same, dude. No. I want musical chairs at the Civic Center. Ah, <sighs> Jesus. All right, and my first star goes to the – let's see here. Oh, man, doesn't even know his first star. The 1988 Permian Panther state champion runner-ups, Billingsley, Winchell, Booby Miles. Uh, what, what, what did they call the backup quarterback? Chris Comer. But what was, like, his nickname? Was it like Waterboy? Something Waterbug or something. Something like that. Uh, I would love to see them at a Stars game drop the first puck. I Here's a question. If they did do that at a Stars game, do you think it would be one of the more heavily attended games? 
Like, no, do you, I don't think so, dude. You I don't think, think so? You think it's already, like, past their prime? You don't think people, like, fucking get horny for the Permian Panthers? If you did, like, Friday Night Lights night, maybe. Like, if you made a whole night about it, possibly. That'd have be to be f- in, like, October, like, the beginning of the season. That'd be so fun. fucking sick, dude. <laughs> it would. It would. The one thing I will say on that is you just prove the old notion. If you're not first, you're last, and no one remembers second place. Uh, more than when you picked them as your first star and forgot them, probably because they're a second place. I didn't forget them. I just wanted to make sure I had the right year. I didn't know if they lost in 88 or if they lost in 89 because they won in 89. All right. Never forget, dude. Billingsley. Billingsley. All right, so that was this episode of Morning Skate. It's funny. You and I talked about how there wasn't really that much going on. We're already an hour and two minutes in, so I guess there was enough to talk about. Uh, Hal, do you have any? Oh, guys, the store. The store is being built right now. Hal looked at it. Hal, what, what were your thoughts? First thoughts? It's nice. Thanks, man. Way to way to really fucking move the needle. What? There's like a there's like a zamboni that pops up. That's kind of cool. I don't want to give away all the details, man. I'm not I'm not a tech guy. I looked at it. The interface is easy. Is that a compliment? Yeah. It's it's nice on the eyes. I know where to go. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have different design stickers, uh, coasters, mugs, uh, coolers, Perfect. tons of shit. So. Uh, make sure you're checking that out and thanks for tuning in guys. We appreciate you. If you get a chance to leave a five star review on iTunes, I said five and that was this week's episode. Hal, anything else? Might put truck nuts, nuts on sale too. Okay. A little truck nuts. All right. See you guys. Santana. All right.